Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. I'm about to call in Dolly and um, Jan, hopefully. Why aren't we calling? There we go. And I hope everybody's doing well. It's March 20th, 2021. And there's Dolly. Hey, Dolly. Oh, hi. Can we talk? Yes, because I, I screwed up on the music and I... Anyway, yes, we're we're live, but I just got you here. So, yes, you can talk. <laughs> I've been talking to people. I'm telling them it's March 20th, 2021. Oh, I got my radio, and I'm sorry. And Jan is here, but she's muted. She's a good girl. She's muted herself. Hi, Jan. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> well, I've started muting my microphone and Skype, because otherwise you accuse me of not being muted. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm double muted. Oh, it's like wearing a double mask, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, it ab- is. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely. Uh, double muscle. <laughs> wow, that show of yours. You know, I on on five uh, G radio, we did a show where the first hour was a round table with uh, uh, Do- well Sa- uh, Sasha Stone was moderating it, but we had. Um, uh, Dr. Northrup, Dr. Uh, Tenpenny, Dr. Oh gosh, I can't even remember all of them. Six of them, and they were talking about you know the virus or what do you call it? They they they, they said we will not call this a vaccine. This is an inoculation or a shot. It is not a vaccination. And mm-hmm. it was very interesting in that Sasha gave him three minutes to, you know, his question was where we are now. Where where are we now? And you've got three minutes. So they had to focus on their their the way that they're looking at it, and because they are experts in their field, and I've said this many times, you can tell how well somebody knows their subject by how many words they use. If you're using a lot of words, you don't understand the subject. But mm-hmm. these people were succinct on it, boom, boom, boom. And each one of them gave a slightly different perspective on the, the problems. It, w- it was excellent very very good and um so we we played that and this one with mccola um i used to follow mccola all the time and you know you get away from people but he is very very good at this and what that made it so i mean i i I think that you have to listen to it from different people until you kind of get the whole thing because what we got now is we've got a situation where they're Trying to why why is Fauci going up in front of the Senate and saying no you're you you can't you, you still got to wear the masks and you shouldn't you should still be six feet apart why because they know the truth yeah is- and I I I was gonna uh, cover Paul Rand and his interrogation of Fauci because there was a lot in the news about that but I've run out of time well but you got time now he, do it now well, <laughs> yeah well hang on because I think I shut the tab in my. Uh, you know better browser. than to do that when you're doing this well, show. Well, yes, yeah, 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 I know. I, know. I love that one. I played it back like three or four times. I uh, rewound it Rand. so I could see it. <laughs> what they're the talking about... It, 
yeah, yeah. Or Ram Paul, I mean, not Paul Ram. So it was the takedown of Dr. Fauci. But the point was, he was basically challenging Fauci, saying, yes, but if you've got immunity, you don't. It says if you've been vaccinated, you parade around in two masks for show. You can't get it again, he said. There's virtually 0% chance you're going to get it. And you're telling me, telling people that have had the vaccine who have immunity. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear masks who have been vaccinated. So he's actually continuing the narrative that this vaccine that isn't a vaccine is actually giving immunity and it's not and that's why I thought it was really important to read that article because it tells you exactly what it's doing and at the end as I said there's a list of other articles and the one that talks about um, you know what happens when you've had the vaccine um, where was it I didn't close that one because I've got to share it with you um, how COVID-19 vaccine can destroy your immune system, you know, that's horrific. And there are a lot of the alternative, you know, the truth-telling doctors saying, you know, within five years, you could be gone and that the immune system starts to attack itself because it's got this never-ending stimulus of creating these toxins, these virus thingies, And I know last week we talked about, you know, you were telling people that, you know, this whole germ theory is a myth, of course, which is used to to push all the pharmaceuticals. And I mean, even Bill Gates said, you know, his best investment had been in in vaccines because he's made billions from it. Um, I was disappointed in uh, Rand Paul. Because mm-hmm. he is a doctor, and he was he had Fauci there in front of him, and he didn't go into it. He didn't detail. He doesn't seem to know that this was mm-hmm. never, never going to make you safer. It's a gene therapy for one person, just like they were talking about. And, you, and the one person is te, it's uh, Tenpenny, Doctor Tenpenny, Sherry Tenpenny. She said that um, taking that shot is like playing Russian roulette. And they're going to tell you that, um, okay, you got to have the first shot, and then you'll have to have the second shot, and then you'll have to have the third shot, and then then you'll be dead, so they won't have to give you the fourth shot. And they're going to use the excuse of, oh, we've got another mutant, another and oh, mutant, we've got another, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's only, I mean, it's like flu. You know, the the efficacy of the, I mean, it, it makes you question. What the hell is in, and I've never, well, I've only taken a flu vaccine once when I was doing my immigration, and uh, I should have quoted something or other. (laughs) But anyway, I took it, and I vowed that, you know, I set my intention, it's not going to affect me. But, you know, there is not a single flu virus, so, or infective agent, whatever, so how can you say that a flu virus is going to protect you against flu? And it, it doesn't, because how many flu cases do you get? And yet people have been brainwashed into taking the flu vaccine. It's just sad, actually. It's inhumane because, they're, mm. they're you know. Okay, another thing that um, I've studied the Nuremberg uh, decree, okay, 
and everybody or not everybody but very very many people are saying cite the Nuremberg it's been it's it's been approved by all the nations in fact it has not been approved by any nation it was never ratified in quotes by the world even though it's considered a, a legal document within the Nuremberg trial and yet so people when you cite that that's not necessarily exactly true but what is true is the fact that the concept that you have to inform the things that you stipulated and for those people that haven't you know they're watching say what and they don't know what the hell we're talking about uh, Jan just did a show uh, Cosmic Creating and I highly recommend that you listen to that but what she was explaining in the last part of the show is that the very foundation of the hotshot is one that is based on changing your genes, changing your DNA. Okay, and there's there's this is absolutely proved. I mean, the patents that they're citing for these uh, hotshots are in fact citing gene therapy. Okay, so this is, and it's out there, it's in their own literature. If you read the literature that's associated with this, you're going to see this. They actually say in their literature, it does not make you immune, and it's not going to save your life, and you're going to be able to pass it on. It's nothing, it's, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely out there. So the fact that uh, a doctor did not understand this and get on Fauci right then and there, he was close, but no cigar, in my opinion. At yeah, least fine. he made people stop and think. Oh yes, absolutely. People. And also, that's it, what it, I'm applauding. Yeah, and it, it made people question. Well, why are they saying that we still have to wear masks and we still have to st social distance and we still have to stay shut down and the kids can't go back to school and we can't get on an aeroplane and da 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 da. -da, -da. It, it did, I think that's right, Dolly. But it's a shame that you know this is what <clears throat> this is what annoys me. I have to say, is all this idea that oh no, you know we can't tell you about this because you just wouldn't be able to handle it. And the point is that is so flipping patronising. If you don't start to stick this stuff in people's faces, you're almost condoning the stuff that's happening that is so evil you know people have got, people have the right to know it's not up to us to say oh you're not ready yet and oh we couldn't possibly shock you like this or oh we can't possibly tell you this i mean there was something recently about the judge that had ruled on the Ghislaine maxwell document saying no we're going to keep it redacted because it's far too you know it, it's i can't remember the exact word it's either sensational or something you know we can't let the public see this because oh you know it'll shock them or something like that it's like shit we want to know who she's outing here so it's probably a case of you know trying to cover up the people that were really involved in all of this with Epstein. It's, not, it's probably nothing to do with, uh, you know, 
keeping people from being upset. Isn't that what the, the safe spaces and the cancel culture is all about? Oh, no, you can't upset me because, you know, that's going against my human rights. And <laughs> I mean, the world's gone mad. Anyway, but that's that's it's my rant. Not really, <laughs> that it would upset us. It's that they would expose people to exactly. us, or beings to us. That's but, the truth. but even even you know this whole thing with the plan, you know, kind of doing the gentle wake up. And I know I've I've explained this and said you know the the. They're showing people so people wake up, but they need to show people more and they need to show people more right now. And I think there is this absurdity that's going on. I said at one point in the show, I can't remember what it was. It reminds me of a Monty Python movie, (laughs) but they need to start shocking the hell out of people because what they're showing is exposing the farcical nature of the Biden administration to get the, you know, the people that voted for him to have voters remorse. What they're not showing is the evil, is the corruption, is all of that. And that's what's got to come out. And it's got to come out sooner rather than later, in my opinion. Well, you were talking about the uh, government officials that went down there to the wall, and you were relating that many of them were making reference to child sex trafficking. And, uh, you know, if you step back and you think not our group, but the vast majority of people, for a congressperson or a senator or a governor of a state to talk about sex trafficking of children, you know, that's that's a change. Now, we wouldn't have noticed it because we've been talking about this for a long time. But I, I, I can guarantee you that, you know, some of these people that were anti-Trump to the point of being deranged, that if you told them that the reason that we are for Trump is because he's against child sex trafficking, they would have called you a crazy liar. They wouldn't have believed you even worse than you know, anything. I mean, it's just like, no, they can't go there. But Well, that's why they're, um, they're calling Q out, the Q movement, as a conspiracy that satanic pedophiles are, you know, doing this, that, and the other. They're trying to discredit it just like they did Pizzagate. Yep, but it's not working. Because no, what, what I'm saying, answer. what I'm saying, huh? It's not working uh, because too many people really know the truth, and and I don't think that, you know, I mean, these people are talking from their hearts, and when you see people that are up there saying we've got to stop this child sex trafficking, who would have who would have even thought those words would have gone, it, you know, you would have heard them before, you know, a few months ago, really. Mm. You know, and now how much is that getting, you know, passed on to those people that are still brain dead? I don't know, because I don't watch the phony fake news, so I don't know <laughs> what they're getting. But you know, you think think about it, okay? You, me, Dolly, the people that listen to this, we spend an enormous amount of hours a day looking at this current events information on all levels. The average person may watch a half an hour, an hour of news. What the hell are they going to hear in that time? 
They are, and we're in the information age, and they're completely devoid of information. Absolutely. It's interesting because who was it that mentioned it? Uh, Charlotte, I think, or somebody in the chat room was talking about South Park. And I don't watch any of that stuff. But they did a series, and I was seeing clips on Telegram from various people about how this series, this particular episode, was all about adrenochrome. So I think they are putting stuff out, as you say, through different channels to expose people to it in perhaps a subtle way <laughs> you know but I mean that I, I saw a clip of it and it's like got you know these cartoon figures drinking this blood and you know it's uh, definitely uh, putting out the adrenochrome story well the, 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 the thing of it is is that uh, the true story the true story behind it all is the satanic ceremonies and the belief that in the dark side and demons and psychic powers that are being manipulated to essentially control everything. And what happened? What ha okay, let me tell you what the story is. Okay, so. And Dolly knows the part of this. She doesn't know what happened after that. When I was talking to you, uh, Dolly, did you want to say something? Oh, I just wanted to share with you. I did watch the thing, the the one that you sent, the Jesse one. Okay. And then I went, <coughs> found another Jesse one <coughs> that goes into more detail. Ooh, I'm going to send you the link. It's two hours, but it's worth every second. Um, thank you for that. Um, so I was on the phone with you. We were talking, and my phone went, uh, it was losing juice. It was warning me it was going to shut off. So I went over and I plugged it into the, into the system. And I was standing there talking to you. And I didn't say a thing to you, but all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm about to pass out. And so I just said, oh, I got to go, and I and I went and laid down, and I went, "What the f just happened to me?" Because was that I, when you were talking to me? Yes. yes. Ah, right, right. And um, I passed out before, so I understand what it feels like to be on the verge of passing out. And so, as soon as I laid down, I was like, "Okay." And I'm checking my body. I'm saying, "Are you all right? You know, is is something really off?" And by checking it, I mean I'm going through the list. You know blood pressure sugar you know is there something and when I the answer I got no I got an EMP pulse off of that phone when I plugged it in oh wow now I can't I can't I'm telling you people out there that you know this is what I felt this is how I you know all I, I don't know the truth about anything all I can tell you is my own observations of the reality that I'm in and this was Oh, wow, they just tried to waste me. Now, all it did was bounce off of me. I mean, I went back because I'm a remote viewer, and one of the reasons that I have this incredible memory that everybody is impressed with is that I can go back to the scene when somebody's talking to me and tell you exactly what they're saying because I'm standing in front of them again. 
And That's this is, cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's it's very not all the time. A lot of times I I don't I don't somebody has to tell it to me. But um, no, when I when I say to say to you, well, you said this this and this, it's because I'm back in that position, totally engaged with you at that level, telling you what you're saying to me. And um, that's why my memory is, is, you know, sometimes I can't remember the simplest things, and other times I can give you a whole dissertation. It's all remote viewing. Anyway. You need to be interviewing politicians and saying, hang on a minute. Yeah, on this day, you said this. Well, you've heard me say, wait a minute. You know, and I do. I, I was, uh, wait a minute, I got to go back there and, and get it, you know. Um, you can't do it all the time, but, you know, sometimes I do it. So anyway, I went back, and I, I went back to the point that I was feeling this. And, yes, I got a, a discharge off of that phone. It was an electromagnetic pulse. I told you they could get me at the computer. It was an electromagnetic pulse that was enhanced because I was on the phone, and the phone was plugged in. Okay? So it came through the electric system. It didn't come necessarily through the phone. Um, but what happened was that when it came through, instead of giving me a heart attack or stroking me out, all it did was bounce off my electromagnetic field, which I found fascinating. But now I'm now I'm like, oh well, oh gee, this is getting real here. And so then, and I'd been considering this because I had a long conversation with Dolly, and I said. Dolly, nobody knows. If anybody knows what's really happening, they're not going to tell anybody else because they don't want anybody else to know except the people that know it. So I said, we're just wasting our time, um, you know, trying to run down these stories. But let's let's look at what we can do. And I said, we have to uh, start bringing in the concept of magic and of our own innate powers and, and, you know, call this what it is. It's a battle between good and evil, Lucifer and God, light and darkness and go at it from that angle so um and then i got hit with this thing and i thought okay they don't like that don't do they so um anyway so i'm laying there and i went okay okay i need a powwow here and i called in the gin i called in the green man and he always comes with every nat nature spirit there is out there and i called in the sasquatch and i called in the well the archangels aren't the archangels aren't engaged in this it, and this was very interesting to me. I've seen this happen before. They step back because this is a battle that human beings have to fight. But it's not just human beings. The jinn have to fight. The dragons have to fight. The uh, a green man and all the nature spirits have to fight. And humanity has to fight in a knowing way, a witnessing way. Because if the archangels stepped in and did anything, we wouldn't have done it. We need to do this. So No, because we have to evolve. We have to become conscious. We have to know what's been happening and who's responsible and everything else. We need to take responsibility for cleaning this whole thing up. Absolutely. And, you know, we can get help, but it's got to be done with our... As, as, our, as our intention, not something imposed upon us by higher beings or whatever well it was an interesting conversation because um <laughs> when you're dealing with okay first off i was having a hard time connecting uh, normally if i'm connecting with a gin i'm standing in front of them um if i'm talking to the green man i'm standing in front of them 
But this was um, much more in my head. It was like I was not. I, I, I what? It, it could have been because of my weakened state. Because when you have a boomerang like that, your 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 whole your whole system has to rebalance. But I couldn't quite, you know, do a remote where, you know, they're right in front of me, and. Um, so we're having this telepathic conversation. I could go and I could glimpse where they are. I know where you are. It's like a Zoom. It was like a Zoom meeting, for God's sakes. <laughs> now that I think about it. But um, so I'm going like, okay, so what do we do? I mean, where is this evil? What are the, you know, and I'm asking all these questions and they're going, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. And I'm going, damn, you people do know. And then they'd start to laugh a little bit, you know, and it's like, Okay, all right, so I've got to come to this. I've got to come to this understanding. You understand the implications of the details, and now i got to come to it. And so I'm going like, well, can we do a download, you know? And a download is, um, okay, so you want this information? You got it, right? Oh, okay, you know? And inevitably, if you get a download like that, something in the 3D shows up in your life to kind of like make you uh, access that file. So you'll be reading something you've never read before and you're going like, oh, I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this, I've heard this, I've heard this, I know this, I understand it, I understand it. Because you've already got the download in your, let's say, higher self. Or you've accessed that file in the universe. I don't know how to explain it, but you do have the information. It's all there. And Mm -hmm. um, so... You know, so that that conversation goes by, and I'm like one of these people. I go like, uh, okay, let's all do this while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I go, I'll just, I just go to sleep, you know, and um, because my my ego is not in this. I'm here to serve. Give me the information as best you can, is easy for me to assimilate, and let me get on with my job, you know. Um, so that that's kind of the attitude I take to these things. So then I get up this morning, and Mona, Mona, if you're out there, Mona Radler, she sends me this link in Skype, and it's to a a video that I'll post here in a second. And this video is Jesse Dolly. Do you remember her last name? Dolly, Who's the last name? Je- Jesse, yeah. Jesse. Oh yeah, I got it here in front of me. Sibotar C-Z-E-B-O-T-A-R Let me think how she's Zibotar Zibotar I think is how she said it Okay But um, this woman Alright so the the YouTube Was um, phenomenal It's only I don't know an hour and 20 minutes Or something Um, It was phenomenal But I went to the website and then I found a blog that had been Jesse's writing, but being presented on somebody else's blog. This was in the beginning when she first came out. She only came out in 2019. So she details the okay. She talks into and I I I don't know enough to be able to really articulate on this. Um, But she basically is showing that there's nine demonic generals, who they operate from, how their kingdoms operate, and all of these details. She's talking about people by name 
what position they are, which demonic force they're working for. I mean, it was like, if you're making this up, lady, you are the best sci-fi writer I've ever heard. Right? And she's doing that. But then you get the backstory that she's... And I got this from the blog. The first blog I I read. And she was like four and a half years old. And she writes kind of... um, uh, she, she she says, and the woman who was raising me, she didn't say my mother. The woman who was raising me, um, I think, she, I think she might have referenced that she was also birthed by this woman. It was obvious she's talking about her mother, at least to me. And uh, she said, she she knew that I would be the one to kill her, in the same way that she killed her predecessor. That I watched. As this woman, the previous high priestess, was decapitated by her so-called mother, and at you know at four and a half, that's what she started life with, and she said that every every single day and night, from the age of four and a half to ten years old, myself and my partner would be trained. Partner same age would be trained in how to survive. And she said it was life and death every single time. She said we would go into a dark room with an assassin in there, and that assassin is linked up to the to the higher uh, demonic forces, and we had to survive. Either either they kill us or we kill them. And you know, you you again, you're going like, is this even possible? What is this? You know, but what had happened to her is that. When she got here, she, she apparently was, yes, destined to be the high priestess of this very dark and awful cult, but she was touched by the hand of God. And she had made a pact with Jesus that she would work for him, not them. So she's talking about all this evil and talking about the connection to God and Jesus. And I mean, it was, it's, Dolly, tell me what you felt because I was just blown. I said to Dolly, I said, you got to read this. It's going to blow your socks off. And she messages back. I just got a net to get my socks for me so I would get them blown off. <laughs> did you get your socks blown off? I, I did one of them because I didn't understand who is this woman? What the heck is she saying? And how at the age of four did she connect with God and touching his hand? And stuff? Well, I found out all the background to that video that you sent me on the other one that I watched. Uh, and, and I can put the link in the chat. And this is the two-hour one. Oh, my goodness, I think that you should have people listen to the one I did for the two hours first and then listen to the one you did and they'll make more sense out of it because it gives a background of, to the one you did. And I didn't want to do the reading part like you you sent me. I I just was too tired to read. And so I thought I can find a video on this woman and try to find out her background. And I did. So, uh, yes, she did. She touched the hand of God at four. She took, 
she took him into her heart because she went to church with her mother took her to church and she was the only one in the uh, nursery so the lady that was in the nursery put her on her lap and put the Bible on her lap and this is a little girl who was raised in Satanistic household and uh, she started reading the Bible to her and that's uh, that's what made her realize about accepting God into her heart and then the lady taught her the B-I-B-L-E song and she has used that to help in protection ways. So, really, these two things, the one Nancy found and turned me on to the lady, this lady, I hope that we can turn you on to her, too, so you can understand more of the background of what the poop is going on today. I thank you for turning me on to her, Nancy. Well, thank Mona. Mona turned me on to it. Thank you, Mona. How interesting, how uh, well pointed at certain things. I just did a search. Thanks for posting the the name in chat, Dolly. And if you can post the link, that would be even better. Um, But I just did a search, and there's a YouTube video that's come up. um, And it was uploaded by Simon Parks, interestingly, three days ago. Defeating the demonic realm and bringing in light. So, hmm, all the links between these people. It, it, uh, w- one of the things that make me absolutely sure that what I'm talking about is, is what she's talking about is real, is the fact that it links back to to a story that Walt and I got involved in when we first met the Jinn. Now, the Jinn, by traditional. Uh, concepts are these scary things that you know black magicians use to bother other people in fact the jinn were created by Gaia in order to be the sort of the security police of the planet that those people were in the dragons the dragons were also here for protection but that they were cosmically here for protection but so when Lucifer comes down with his minions the first people they took out were the jinn and the green man and the dragons and the 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 jinn uh we we didn't know any of this at the time when Walt and I first met him but Walt comes to me and he says he calls me up and he says can I talk to you on Skype and I said sure and so we go on Skype and he starts to tell me that he got kind of hijacked no he didn't get hijacked we we were doing uh, the show after Simon Parks. Uh, he had a two-hour talk show answering questions. And then Walt and I had a two-hour show called Simon Says where we would try to explain what Simon had just said or, in many cases, dispute him. Okay? Um, so, anyway, we, we, we were listening to a show, and Simon got talking about the gin. So when we get on our show, I said, does anybody know what the gin are? And Walt knew nothing, and J.P. only basically knew what Simon said. And um, I said, Walt, you normally, you don't sound like you listen to the show. And he said, no, I fell asleep. (laughs) So he didn't hear Simon say they're very dangerous and don't, you know, mess with them. 
So he's doing. Uh, he decides to do a shamanic journey and meet the jinn, and he does. He go well. He goes to he goes to the jinn, but he, he's not detected. He does it as a shamanic journey, and so he's he's sealed and he's protected. But he comes back to me because when he got there, and this he he describes this cave. Well, he didn't even describe the cave. He said he was in a cave, and on the wall there were these symbols. And he said the symbols weren't really on the wall. They were floating in front of the wall. He said, but I think that, that it has something to do with sound. He, he felt that there was something to do with sound about it. And I said, okay, okay, okay. I said, just start to talk about, think about your, your, your journey. Go from the beginning. From, you know, take it slow every step of the way. And when he does this, I can telepathically link with him and actually go back into time in a remote view in order to experience what he experienced. So he's telling me the story, and I'm following him, and, and all of a sudden uh, we're in this, this amazing cave. I mean, this thing is amazing. And later, months later, um, I found that cave. It's called the Jin Cave. If you Google it, call, it's, called, it's actually called the Jin Cave, but that's where we were. So and he's talking to me, and he's telling me about the symbols, and he said, see, you can see them. Uh, well, he didn't say that because he's not realizing what I'm doing when he's telling me these stories. I'm really with him. Uh, well, he didn't until a few minutes into the future of this story. Um, so I can't see what he's seeing. He's seeing that they're, they're not really on the wall. To me, they were etched into the wall. So I changed my position to see what he was seeing. And when I did, I got the attention of the jinn. Because we were both aware of the jinn being there, but they couldn't see us. And all of a sudden, this one jinn takes a look at me, sees me, and went into a rage. And he starts to, I mean, I thought he was about to kill me. And then I, there's this voice that comes out, a beautiful voice, and we are not like that. And the guy went, went Oh, yeah, and they don't have shoulders, <laughs> but they sort of shrugged his shoulders and said, oh, yeah, that's right. And so now um, I said to Walt, I said, Walt, don't move. I said, I've been spotted by the gin. I said, let me see what's about to happen. And so Walt stops talking, and that's when he realized that I was there with him because he inadvertently had gone back too. So we were doing a live remote, but he was, he was not realizing it until that instant. And so um, I said, okay. And so then I, he, he says to me, I think they're really neat, Walt does. And I said, okay. And all of a sudden, like, I, I let down the, the guard. I wasn't fearful, but I, I had put up protection. I, I dropped it. And, oh, my God, the energy that overwhelms you when you get in their presence, their real presence, it's just so soft and gentle and lovely. And it was like, oh, wow. So... Then um, I explained why we were there, and you know, and and if it, if, it, if they'd just give us some space, we'd figure out, you know, what was happening here, and so they did. They didn't. They just backed off, and so now I start talking to Walt again. I said, "Okay, Walt, what do you think these things are?" He said, "I think they're symbols of sound," and I said, "Why would there be sound associated with this?" He said, "I think that's the way they're controlling the gin," and I said, "Okay, give me a little bit more." And he says, it's the resonance. He said that, I think those are the names of the jinn, and that they know the names of the jinn. They can put out the sound system that will control them. 
And it, to be honest, it didn't make much sense to me, but Walt seemed to understand it. So I said, okay, so how do you bust up a sound like that? And he said, you, you, you put an opposite sound. And when they hit, they'll nullify. I said, so what do we need device-wise to do that? And he said, well, we could use a life pyramid. The life pyramid is um, a tetrahedon pyramid, but it's elongated. Okay, so the sides are very, very long. And I said, okay, so let's do this. Now, we've done this many times. I, by that time, we had done a lot of tripping together. And I said, okay, so okay, so let's just build it. Let's build this thing. And so he built it. And it's in the middle of the gin cage, in the gin cave. And so um, as, soon as, as soon as he built it and turned it on, all of a sudden the gin went, like they, they could feel the change, okay? Because any, any signal coming in with their frequency, that, that control frequency over them, for lack of another name, is a name, you know? Um, they they suddenly it all dropped all that energy all that control energy dropped and we ended up freeing all of the jinn all over the world from the control of the dark side and there we did we did right now understand that when when we do this stuff we go on radio immediately and tell the stories we're not we could have been wrong about a lot of things we well, except for the flea episode, we were pretty accurate in everything that we did, and it was all based on these journeys we would take together. So, um, yeah. Can go ahead. I just add something here? Sure. It brought to mind this whole thing about the 432 versus the 440 hertz music, which is, and I can't remember which way around it is, but the dark side changed all the frequency of the music and i think it was from 440 which is the celestial kind of you know higher frequency um frequency to 432 hertz do you know about that yeah but i think you got it the other way around i think you want well, 432 yeah, whichever whatever yeah, yeah but it's one way or the other. and that was actually uh, okay so well, I got it. Walt. He's, he he corrected me on this. I thought that this was something that was discovered at the time of the Nazis, and he said no, that this was known a lot longer before that. But at the time of the Nazis in the 30s, that's when Goebbels um, sort of made it mandatory that all the German uh, symphonies be tuned to the 440. Oh, okay. Right. And okay. The, and then because now and at that time there was a whole there was a whole. Uh, feud between certain groups of people but because of the dominant aspects of the German music industry the other ones sort of like agreed to it okay so <clears throat> and yes that frequency is a control frequency it's not the natural frequency of the 432 I hope I'm right on the 432 but yeah I I, I've got it in front of me on on uh in my usual search engine. Um, so, yeah, 432 is tuned to the vibrations of nature. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but so. see, again, what I'm saying here is that, so we knew about the, the criticality of sound and control. And because we've been working in energies, we understand resonance. 
and that you know essentially quantum entanglement keeps everything together but resonance makes everything move and when Jesse started talking about stargates and there's this stargate here and a stargate here and a stargate here what as a kid you know about now she's about six years old they they went into a um, different level of education and what she was taught was what is the sound of the stargate because you have to be able to propel that sound in order to work it and so it was a collabor it was co- collab no co- it was collaborative yeah I, collab corrupt 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 corroborating corroborative yes what walt and i had discovered with the gin so the fact that that when I was talking to the gin and I'm going like, you guys understand this a lot more, don't you? And they're going to me like, uh, and they just started laughing. I mean, they just because there's certain. It comes down to the fact that human beings have to be there. They have to be the witness. And I was so grateful to see Jesse there on the stage. And for all I know, it was. While I fell asleep, they manipulated time so this woman is now out there and in our faces suddenly. And she's been here since 2019. I've seen them do this. They build a whole backlog scenario timeline thing to tell to give you the piece of per- the person who's gone through this, who understands this, who has the information. You know, and so I'm going like, oh my God, this is like you know, oh wow, now now now. I don't even have to. I don't have to do that because one of the things I said to the to them, I said, "I'm going to have to go study, aren't I? I'm going to have to do this study thing." That's when I said, "Can't we just download it?" You know? Yeah, they did in the form of this Jesse person. She's done it. She's lived it. She's going to tell me the secrets, right? So, and she was talking about giving away the deep secrets in the 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 video that I sent Dolly, which was a little more scientific than. You know, and probably that's why I got more excited about it than Dolly did, because Dolly, I realized the same thing, Dolly. But I wanted to see that. I wanted to see that video first because that's the first one I was led to see. Um, but what's so interesting about it is that when you look at the the full implications of what we're talking about, it's like this reality on the biosphere of Earth has suddenly become very very small in the scheme of things you know pandemic not an issue in this world not an you know uh, this is so weird because now i'm just remembering okay so today i'm i'm reading this stuff um and i get the i get the oh my god i got to lay down so i lay down this is about i guess 2:30ish and i lay down and I, I'm connecting with the guys, and I'm saying, like, okay, so where are we at here? Because as soon as I lay down, I normally, that's like, an, get get me silent, lay down, and then I, I'm all of a sudden awake connecting with the other side. So I'm talking to them, and I'm going, like, um, so you're telling me that any of us, any of us can do this. And we can do it because <clears throat> Jesse has lived it. Jesse has put that information into the collective consciousness. Even if you haven't understood it or seen it or whatever, it's, a, it's there. It's there. It's the blueprint 
for being able to shut down their ability to maneuver within this particular environment. And the thing that's, that, that's critical to this is that they gave us the eagle. The djinn said, we've got the eagle. The green man says, we got the eagle. We got the eagle. We got the eagle. They gave us a device and put it back there in my yard that's going to be able to generate the sound frequency needed to shut all of the gates. Now, what she's saying is that <clears throat> the gates, we have stargates all over the place. One, One's in, for instance, okay, um, one is in uh, the north part of uh, Florida and one in the north part of California. And you go into the one in North Car California and you'll end up in Florida. You know, boom, boom, like that, fast. But there are these major, like, nine gates that lead to the throne of heaven. And what the dark side is trying to do is to manipulate the hu human beings <clears throat> who seem to be able to access this if they're given the right tone, if they can, you know, get into that frequency, they can open those gates to the throne of heaven. Whereas the dark side seems to be unable to, well, there might be things I don't understand here, but, well, I'm sure there's a lot I don't understand, but it's human beings opening those gates that are the key and holding them open so that it's, it's the, the, the minions of demonic characters that are here in the earth plane can actually go through those portals to take the throne of God. So what she's saying well, is... I can help you there. Okay, good. The, the demonic ones cannot get the right tones in order to get the gates open. So they are manipulating the human beings who can uh, and trying to get them to open these gates without realizing what they have done. They've allowed the demons into the throne of God so they that's what that whole thing was yeah very interesting so um what but we surely if they get into the throne of God they're zapped well I don't think there's any way in the world they're going to get into the throne of God so it's well, okay. no, and if they get in front of them it's like going to the headmaster <laughs> yeah Really, <laughs> getting zapped, you know. Let them in. Let them get zapped. But you forget it. You're forgetting who's leading this group of people. You know, these are these are the people, the people, the entities that you know. Lucifer. Lucifer thought he could compete with God. Yeah. How how do we know he can't? According to her, he still thinks he can, but uh, she said he can't. Okay, good. Good to know. Because she I don't said, think we all know the outcome. Okay. He's not going to win. Lucifer's not going to win. Right. No. Right. I'd so, just like to. I'd like to see them get a good hiding, <laughs> as we say in England. I don't know if you say that here. No, we don't. You're gonna, a beating. You're going to get say, a good hiding. <laughs> a beating. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or a good spanking, or something like that. <laughs> 
Well, we won't, we won't ask Dolly what she thinks should happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll zap him into the middle of next week. That's another statement. <laughs> we'll not I be cleaning bulls and loading them. <laughs> <laughs> but what she what she was posing what she stuff. What she was saying is that we could each and every one of us can um, shut down the demonic control over what is known as the dominion <clears throat> okay when we're, we're sent here and this comes from a lot of things but when we're sent here we have a certain amount of space that is our reality each individual it's our dominion <clears throat> we have control over so each person out there and I don't know really how far it goes it could go a lot depends on the person um, but each person out there, you're in charge of the reality that you're, it's like a bubble in all of the rest of the reality, to break all contracts with the dark side, rescind it. And what I started to say is that um, I laid down today, and so I, I'm having this chit-chat with those guys, and then I went to sleep, but then I woke up not too long after that, and... I realized, oh, I still can lay here for 40 minutes or so. And I went into such a deep dream state, and I don't even dream. I want to share this with you, because it's the only thing that I took out of the dream. I suddenly was in a, a huge battle. Some kind of a demon was, was wanting to do some bad things to me. And all I did was put out my hand and said, no, be gone. And the thing just... <laughs> And then I woke up because Jan Shaw was, well, my alarm was going off. And then Jan <laughs> calls me on top of it, and I'm just like, I felt like I was drugged. And I, I mean, I, I hadn't been sleeping more than, you know, 40 minutes. Was that today? Yes, just before we, you know, right. before when I got picked up the phone and said to you, oh, you're early, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I was paranoid because this silly time change thing you know being i hate to detract from your story carry on if you're still going through it oh no she's she's three hours instead of two hours behind I know. because arizona didn't change the time which is great because i'm very anti this stupid clock change but it's completely thrown me off and i texted <laughs> i texted nancy at the beginning of the week to say oh my god you know the you're now three three hours ahead, and I've just got so into a routine of what time I start recording the show, because I only record it the morning of the show. I gather as much as I can that's up to date, and then I know that, you know, I need to, even though the show's an hour, it takes a lot longer than that to record it. So I'm, I got into this routine. I've got to start recording by this time and now I'm completely thrown and I'm getting paranoid about am I right about this am I right about this <laughs> have I got the time right so it was I was so paranoid about making sure I got the recording to <laughs> Nancy in time and I was telling Nancy uh, when we spoke earlier in the week I'd invested in a new laptop and I do the recording on my laptop and so I'm starting to do the recording on my laptop, the new one, and I downloaded Audacity, which is the audio program that I use to record. And it's like 
different version. And the things that I do to stop and start recording as I find the different materials, it's like this isn't working the way it's supposed to do. So I ended up switching back to my (laughs) old laptop because I knew I could make that work and I didn't want to end up late with the recording. And I'm looking at the time on there. And the thing is, my because I spend the most of the time or in the past, I've been in Colorado. Well, because my time zone was set to Colorado, it put the chime change on. So I'd managed to change it to the correct time zone. Because I must say, last Sunday, I'm looking at my phone, I'm looking at my tablet and I'm thinking... What time is it? Is it really that time? Is that Colorado time or is that Arizona time? I had to look it up on online. I'm thinking, oh, God, it's moved the clocks forward. So actually, it's not four something. It's three something. And it's like, oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sitting in front of my old laptop and it's saying such and such a time. And I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, oh, shit, I'm running out of time here. And then I think ah, I didn't change the time back on this one. And I checked my tablet. It's like, oh, no, it's all right. I'm an hour. I've got an extra hour. But, oh, the time thing has been so funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nancy texted me this morning to say, remember the time zone thingy? But, oh, it's it's completely thrown me and it was the same with, you know, coaching clients. I'd, uh, I've got a working with a client in... Uh, on east you know eastern time and I, I texted her and i said if i don't call you within a few minutes of what time would you to talk will you call me because it means i'm still trying to get this time zone thing right so anyway i think within the next few weeks i'll get it right and then of course i'll be back in colorado again for the summer so <laughs> it's it's funny anyway Story over. <laughs> well, what I, what I was um, talking about was that we can make the changes in our own realities, in our own individual space. To right. And if, if people all over the world start to make these changes in your own individual space, there's less and less territory that the dark can work within. And my experience with resonance is that if you if you're a, you know if you're a balanced person if you've got shungite and you're a balanced person with a powerful uh, field your field like shungite does to toxins will overpower the fields of other people around you see i think one of the reasons they wanted that 6 foot distance was because that puts most people outside of the side field of that individual. And so if an individual says, i got to get this damn mask off, this is stupid, and is resonating with that kind of an energy, an agitation, I want this off, they're going to agitate other people even though they don't know what, what's happening to them because they don't have it in their heads. But the energy is going to pass. If you're separated by enough, no matter what one person is feeling, isn't going to really overpower the people around them. So that's why I think they made it the six-foot mandatory thing. Um, however, in your own household, if you just stay focused on the fact that, no, I am, I am rescinding 
every contract for the dark side to have any any influence in my bubble of reality. And all you have to do is state it. That's how powerful we are. Just state it. Welcome back to Say What? It's March 20th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Jan Shaw. And I have a <clears throat> public announcement to make here. Um, okay, so YouTube has banned me until the end of March. Uh, three months. Now, normally people don't get more than three weeks, but they took me down for three months. But the studio is still up. You can see the archives of what's there, you know, since they took me down. <laughs> and um, so then I went over to BitChute, and I went over to Rumble. First I went to Rumble, and then I went to BitChute. And BitChute is now impossible to use. I was putting up uh, Metaphysical Martini, and it took four days. Four days. It takes it up, and then it's going through four days of processing. You know? What, what's this about? So Rumble was still um, taking the uh, the files and doing you know good job of it, but now you, every time I try to put anything up, I'm getting this code twelve error. And when I googled that phrase, it um, turns out that people aren't sure what it is, but they think it's, it means that the files are too big. And so now I, and somebody said, well, if you do one that's eight minutes, it goes up, and that makes sense to me because I listened to the uh, an interview with a guy that started Rumble, and he was, he's just a, you know, he wanted to be able to put up people's videos of their dogs and cats, you know, what Facebook or YouTube started out as. And so I was very suspicious that they wouldn't be able to handle the influx of people being censored from YouTube, and apparently they got to the point where, no, they're, they're limiting. So Rumble is out. So BitChute's out, Rumble's out, YouTube's out, and the only thing left is uh, Brighteon. However, Brighteon has a limit of only 50 videos. 50 videos before they stop you, unless you have a thousand subscribers. And that's a little difficult to do. So I could put up 50 shows and then, you know, not have the thousand and not be able to load up there too. And God, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm I'm leaving the stage of the video presentations altogether. It's way too time consuming, and I don't see any benefit in it. So right now, the places that you're going to be able to hear these shows is in the archives. Our archives. They're not going anyplace. You go to the radio tab underneath it. You'll see archives. Click on it. It'll give you links to the YouTube Bright. Uh, BitChute and Rumble and um, uh, podcasts, okay? So the podcast is the other place that everything will be be put up on, you know, within hours of the shows, hopefully, because I don't have other things to do because I don't have to fight the video thing. Um, so w those two, and you go, if you get on the archive page, you'll see by week. All, you know, and, and you just click on that week that you want to look, and all of the shows that were played on that week are there. No, I haven't put them into categories of all cosmic reality or say what or not. No, no, no. This is by shows, the weeks of the shows. So you can go through, and it's easy to navigate. You'll figure it out after a few times of, of doing it. And that will give you not only uh, the, the shows that you can listen to right there and 
the video promo that I do for, for most of the shows, um, and you'll be able to download it. Now, if you go to the podcast button, that's going to take you to the podcast station where you can listen, but you can't download. However, you'll notice that there's a tab and it says subscribe up there. If you're really into podcasting, then you click on that and you go to whatever podcast that you happen to prefer and subscribe to it. And every time we make a a new upload, you're going to be notified. So you still have absolute access to all of our shows. It's just that, um, you know, the video stuff. And and we weren't doing video. We were doing a promo picture in the in the sound anyway. So it's the same, you know, it's the same experience. It might be different. You might be used to YouTube. I certainly am. And, um, but that's that's what, what what's happening now. And please spread the word. Get it. I've got people out there that are messaging me. Where are you? I miss you. Well, I haven't gone really any place. I just haven't gone to those places because I can't on YouTube in particular. So anyway, um, okay. So Dolly, you wanna you got something you wanna add to that? Because you if you you probably know more about her life now than I do. You told me you would play oh, Battle Hymn oh, of oh. the Republic oh, oh, by oh. the Army. And I didn't. And I'm all sad now. I will play it at the end of the show because it's in the in, it's in the queue. It's here in the playlist. You I just said didn't. It was. I think it is. Where is it? Oh, I think I put it up there between. Let me look. I'm so sorry. Let me look here. Yeah. If I had just looked down, it's right in front of me. So when we when we end this show, we'll we'll play that, okay? All right. Hey, I'm not perfect. <gasps> well, I thought you were. I know. I keep trying to explain to you I'm not perfect, but she just <laughs> she she, <laughs> she figures the only best friend you should have is one that's perfect, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm perfect, so why wouldn't right. my best friend be perfect? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep trying to tell you different. Uh, no. So I think we're into a very new type of uh, paradigm. Let me put it to you this way. And see, the Battle Hymn of the Republic will go perfect. With, it would. With it this will. new information, the Jesse uh, Zebatron. However you say it. Um, I heard her say that we can, uh, all of us together can get rid of this bad stuff by uh, rebuking it in Jesus' name. And you can go through your neighborhood and anoint the neighborhood. I don't know how you anoint uh, I don't know what what you use to anoint things, but you can take that and spread it around your like go down the street and every every house put an anointment in front of it. Well, I had a 
um, in fact, a lady that was, I don't think she was at the festival, but connected with her around that time. And I, I did interview her on one of my shows and she talks about anointing and it's basically using essential oils. So perhaps there are certain essential essential oils that perhaps repel the dark side. And I don't know because I'm no um, I'm no expert on essential oils but that's what anointing is all about you know anointing you would actually spread the oil on somebody you would anoint them with certain oils so and that's why i'm thinking you go in front of their house and put it in their yard yeah because she's talking about anointing the earth mm. in bit your like neighborhood a bit like the shungite grid yeah mm. and you rebuke uh, the the Satan, the, demons, the evilness, yeah. yes, the evilness uh, in Jesus' name. Of course, that brings me to the to the thought. Well, I've heard not everybody like me believes in Jesus, so I don't know how they would rebuke people. I mean, demons. So, um. But if you believe in Jesus, you can do that in your neighborhood. And she said, if everybody does that, then we've got the earth uh, you don't anointed. Ha- you, don't, you don't have to, you know, ask for, you know, in the name of Jesus. According I, I, I to her, just, you do. I, According to her. But according to me, that's not necessary. Because the image of Jesus has been so adulterated, has been so changed from what the being was that represented the concepts of the golden rule the four, ten commandments you know the, the, the this this concept that he died on the cross for our sins is i don't like the and, and i believe in jesus it's not that i don't but i don't like the 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 concept that has been presented as who jesus was and what he did and blah 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 but we all know the image of that benevolent person, that benevolent being. It it could be the God of you know the anybody's God, the the benevolent one, not the Jehovah type, not that guy, but that benevolent being or her, he or her or them or whatever. Invoke that energy, Source God. You know, you don't. To me, we are pieces and parts of that. I don't really feel comfortable I, invoking another being when I believe that we can do this ourselves. And the requirement is is that you step into your own goodness and your own power. I think that's why I had that dream where I just put my hand out and said, no, be gone. You know, and poof. It, I wasn't I, invoking anybody else. It was my own powers. And I think that was a demonstration to me to tell you guys, you've got the power within you to just revoke these and that's what they know and we don't i totally agree um because you know we all have god within us we're all part of god and it's like giving you power away to say it's not in me i have to rely on it's a bit like that victim mentality that less than i can only do it if i bring some more powerful being in to do it for me and we all have the power to do it, you know. Um, 
and I do feel that we 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 have different roles to play in all of this. I'm sure we're all here for a reason. We're light workers, whatever. Um, it's so interesting because I was thinking, you know, at the end of the first half of the show about how um, reclusive I've become. And it's not that I don't talk to people on the phone. I mean, I love talking to you, Nancy, and I've got other people that I'll talk to. But it's like I'm kind of dragged back into a lower dimension when I go out, if that makes sense. And I'd much rather maintain my dimension and maintain my frequency and do my thing and be completely happy in my own vortex and everything else. And I wonder if other people feel the same way because, um, you know, perhaps I do feel we have a role to hold the light in certain places and if we mix too much with the lower dimensional energies, that brings the light down. Um, so I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, my thoughts are that um, yeah, because you remember in cosmic reality, I tell people one of the rules is you don't have to go out and be an activist. You have to perfect yourself. You perfect yourself, you'll make start making the changes. But now mm. I think we've gotten to a point where those of us that are ready for this, and I think that there's a lot of us, I mean, I think that the majority of us are needing to do this. We have to take that bubble of reality that we live in out into that other place. Not that they're going to be able to get through this. We are going to influence them by resonance, by our own energy frequencies. You know, when I, when I walk into a store... I am absolutely convinced that everybody in that store is better for it. <laughs> well, we talked a bit about this last week, didn't we? About, you know, whether to wear a mask or not. I go into that store to say, if you choose to be free, you're free. But you you're, working, you're, you're working within the 3D reality. You don't want to go there. You want to be... In your reality, you don't want to leave your domain. You want to take your pieces of your domain, the energy of your domain, connecting you to your domain, out into the public and resonate with them. So that, you know, I mean, the, one of the m most amazing compliments I ever got was when I walked into the chiropractor's office and the office, uh, and, the, and the office manager looked up and she said, oh, wow, you're here. I said, well, what's that about? And she said, every time you come to the office, I have a good day. And she mm. said, I'm having a sucky day right now, so I'm really glad you're here. Um, you know, but that was such a, uh, you know, because that's when I appreciated, wow, you know, this, this concept of, you know, changing people's reality because of your energy field. Nothing you said. She didn't say, because you're always so funny. Or, no, it was the fact that I walk in the door and I bring that energy in with me. And everybody well, I have can to do say, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the same responses. And, um, you know, I get, even in the grocery store, you know, I'll go through the, the checkout and somebody will come across and say, oh, I just love your accent and this, that and the other and everything else. And I'm smiling and I've got my vibration and everything else. So, um you know, I am working at that level. I'm not sure why you said I was kind of down in the 3D level. 
when you were focusing on the mask thing and, and the freedoms. We got no, to go- well, no I-, I mean, I was articulating how we can have an influence. Oh, okay. I wasn't focusing on that. It's just, you know, if we go out and we're we're acting as an example of freedom, an example of not being subject to this control, then and we're putting it out, you know, in a in an empowered way, in a confident way, and we're smiling at people and we've got our vibration high, you know, we're perhaps and and I as I said, I think I've only been challenged twice ever since this whole stupid thing started, maybe three times. Um, but I smile at people while I'm going around the yeah, grocery store. Yeah, but you're not, you're not hearing, what, I, you're not hearing I, what I'm saying. Okay, I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is leave the 3D be. You're talking about freedom and making people understand. We don't want to deal with that drama anymore. We're in a much bigger war here. And war is not the way I want to think of it, but we are in a struggle to get people to spiritually awaken. Not in their minds. Their minds are cooked. We have got to open up their hearts. We've got to open up their energy fields. And the only way we can do that is not by thoughts. It's by the songs we're singing in our own energy fields. And if we, but doesn't it start with questioning? No, no, not not at this point, in my opinion. I, I've been doing this for so long. I've been trying so hard to get people's minds to wake up. But now I'm realizing that we have to change our sort of battle plan here. We have to go to the higher realms and think in terms of changing people, not by engaging them at the 3D level with mask wearing, not mask wearing, by freedoms, not freedoms. We have to engage them at the spiritual level. Choose God or choose Lucifer. So how do we do that in practice? By doing it by what I'm telling you. Think in terms of energies. Okay? So you're in your own domain. You are perfectly content. You are having a marvelous experience. You know, and, and, and you're seeing the humor in all of it. Right? And take that mm. energy. Okay? Take that energy out into the rest of the, the world. Because every person that you even get near, you, you, you pass them in a car, every single one of them is going to be affected by your energy field. By nothing you said, just your energies fields. That's well, I I'm thought saying. that was what I was saying, that, you know, I'll walk around the store and I'm smiling at people. And pe- I can see people smiling back at me behind the mask. I'm saying you don't even need to have that feedback. I'm not saying I need it. I'm saying that's the impact that I have. Yes, you do. But you're looking at it from the standpoint <laughs> of you've got a smile on. I'm telling you, it's not the smile. It's what's behind the smile. Exactly. Yeah, the smile is a physical manifestation of my vibrational field. But you feel comfortable doing that. I personally, you know, (laughs) I I know an awful lot of people that were like me. I'm much more open, more like you. But... When I first start, I go into the to those those places where all these people are, and I'd, I'd shut down because I, it was just it was just like overcoming because I wasn't I wasn't thinking in terms of making my field the the dominant field in the in the equation. You know, it was just all these little fields doing all this little stuff, and I mean, like, no, I couldn't do it. But when I got my head around the fact that it's all energy, 
and that I'm reacting to the energy of these other people in the environment that they're in. But I can bring my energy field. I can think and focus on my energy field being the most powerful energy field in that store and not do another thing, not smile at anybody, not communicate with anybody. Just by being there, you make the difference. And a lot of people will go out there and think in terms of that. And they won't have to, because they don't want to engage people. They don't want to smile. We're, there's still a lot of people who, who are afraid. It, it, not, not afraid in the fearful sense, but afraid because of the drama that occurs in the, that outside world. It's like what, I, what you said to begin with. You don't like to go out because you're afraid you're going to get sucked into it. It is a no, dangerous thing. No, 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 not afraid. I okay, not afraid. Okay, all right. Not I, afraid. I am not afraid. And I think when we're talking about the energy, I think we're talking about the same thing. Maybe it's just a, a misunderstanding on the terminology. I am not afraid. I am just choosing very consciously where I, who I mix with, where I'm going, um, you know, it's it's a choice. I don't need people around me, so I'm going to be very selective about the people that are around me. And, you know, I've got to the point of enjoying my own company to the extent that I don't need external factors. So that means I can choose what I want to do. And when I... When I, I mean, I went out last night. We were invited for dinner to some of Kenny's friends, and you know, okay, that'd be nice. And I went, and we had a lovely time. And I was very extrovertish in that circumstance, and we had fun and a laugh. And you know, the people were certainly not down the rabbit hole like we are, but certainly not, um, you know asleep negative energy and all the rest of it and so i can go from reclusive to very social just like that but i'm not going to go out indiscriminately just for the sake of being out and it's nothing to do with fear it's about preference it's about choice you know so I'm not afraid to be in that environment because, in my view, I, I'm in control of my vibration. I just find it unpleasant to be in a low vibrational environment. And, you know, I can, I can with my energy, go into stores and influence just through being there. I know that. Well, what I'm telling you is that people have to do that. Mm. You know, it's not it's not a matter of preference or not preference. What I'm saying to you right now is that we have to go out and engage at the energy level. Every time you you know they're talking about you know blessing certain areas so that you you know when you when when you go out there, you can do that all around you. You know, revoking the evil, revoking the negativity. This is mind games. This is how do we focus? How do we focus the energy? Because the energy is all there ready to work for for us. And then I got into a conversation with the gin and, and the green man and all that about free will. You know, and I said, well, you know, what we're talking about here is, um, you know, free will questioning. And... They were very, you know, like, 
oh, get over that free will thing sort of thing. It's like, you know, that the, the opposition isn't concerned about free will. We cannot be concerned about free will. We have to fight for everybody, whether they, you know, is kicking and screaming, I'm only trying to save your ass, you know. It, it's it's we've got to stand into our own power and by doing so one of the, the mechanisms of that I believe is to think in terms of going out for the only purpose of influencing the energies of the people out there and the places that you go I believe that we're that strong I believe that's what a light worker is they're carrying the light and wherever the light goes it opens up the darkness and I don't disagree with that at all. But well, good. I, also... <laughs> I mean, let's face it, Nancy, we don't tend to disagree about stuff. <laughs> it's your British, it's the way you Brits think. <laughs> oh, are you a xenophobe? Are you a racist? <laughs> I am, all of those things. Oh, my God. See, we, uh, for those people that... I'm too white for you because we don't get tanned in the UK. (laughs) Uh, For those people that don't know, Jan is the editor of my last book, Shanghai Reality. (laughs) And we spent many, 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 many hours uh, over words, phrases, you know, because there, there is differences in the language. So anybody that reads my book, Shanghai Reality... That is the Queen's English. <laughs> but we've had back and forth about this. I mean, this is this is fun. We we love each other dearly and we can have these it, it, it's it's really you know, everybody in that and what what we just demonstrated is how uh you know, complex and wonderful uh life is because everybody has their own you know, their own view, their own perception. And you can be standing right next to somebody. You can be on, on track with everything except this and this, because nobody's ever standing in exactly the same space. It's it's just a beautiful prism of life. And, and, you know. and the other day I was, I don't know, just doing whatever I do, and all of a sudden I, I get it in my head. Don't be afraid of the unknown. Don't be afraid of the unknown. That's what we're all about. Don't be afraid of it. Exactly. And my experience, I mean, God, you know, if I think of my life path for the last 11, 11 years at least, I have, I have been in so many challenging situations, literally making me face my deepest fear. That's why I say to you, I do not fear, because it's only when you face your deepest fears that you become free. And you know i don't i don't do fear anymore i just don't do it so um you know it's been a, an incredibly challenging decade but oh i would say the most rewarding in the whole of my six and a half decades because i've transcended so much you know that was um, part of the human condition, as it were. So, and that, you know, part of that is not taking things personally. You know, we can have these debates, and I'm not going to go and say, oh, well, I need a safe space from this because, <laughs> oh, I'm offended by that, Nancy. 
<laughs> I like a good debate, you know. So well, I'd like to, I'd like to hear what uh, Dolly has to say. I was about just going to say well. that too. Yeah. Hey, Dolly, you there? Yep, I'm listening. <laughs> I love the I way you said that. I <laughs> believe reality is what you make it, and how you get to where you're going is your choice. As long as you have divine guidance. That's what I believe. And I don't, I try very hard to not judge others by the way they're, the path they're taking to get to the same place I'm going. Because it's their choice how they get there. And uh, the, the main objective is being there, getting there, being there is the main objective. And how you get there is your choice. You can take easy ways. You can take hard ways. It's up to you. You can ask for help or you can do it yourself. Be a stubborn little booger. Do it yourself. <laughs> See how far you get. And like like Christia taught me, you don't get help unless you ask for it. And watch who you're asking. That I added. Watch who you're asking. <laughs> That's how I feel about it all. Thank you, Dolly. Yes, thank you, Dolly. Do you know, um, Jesse, was there anything else that you th- can think of to tell people about her? Uh, like, there, was it? Was I, it? I didn't get to what listen to the last hour because. Jan came on, and I don't. Nothing stops me from listening to Jan. So it's I'm my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very nice to hear. Thank you, Dolly. I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, I so I didn't get to listen to the last hour of the one that I told you I listened to after I listened to the one Nancy sent me to listen to. Uh, so I'm sure she's got a lot more to tell to share and I want to listen to it before I go to bed tonight that's how excited I am to hear the rest but she has gone through all this trauma satanistic trauma uh, and she remembers since she was four years old that's when they that's when they take the kids and start indoctrinating them when they're four years old they take them away literally from their parents most times it sounds like they kill the parents right in front of the child make the child watch it it gets pretty brutal when it comes to that particular explanation on how they start indoctrinating the children but these are things we need to know in order to figure in our minds Okay, this is what, this is how evil these Satanistic beings can be, and even worse. Uh, she talks about Killery and uh, who else? Uh, Obama. She talks about Obama quite a bit. He's in, he's one of those, or was one of those higher beings in that organization and Soros 
and uh, uh, Gates. Oh my gosh, Gates. He's a top high, 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 high in that organization. She calls it an organization. Uh, and who is that movie star? I was just thinking. He's hanging out with George Obama. Clooney. Yes, he's a high one. And his wife is a, a queen witch being. And she gives some information on on the high beings in the organization and uh, how they have to, if one of them gets taken out, then they have to fill that position. And then she tells how they make a choice on who gets that position. And it's by battle between whoever wants to do it. Uh, it's so interesting. I just, I get goosebumps. Uh, and Oprah. Oprah's you. involved in it. Oh, yes, Oprah too, yeah. And when I heard her talking about that, I thought of that entity that was supposed to be Oprah on the Meghan and Harry uh, interview and I said that wasn't her that was just like an evil evil thing right and she talks about the Andronomicon what you know that drug and how they get it and adrenal chrome yeah that's it that's it uh, she talks she hits on <laughs> so many subjects so many and and I want to keep you. You really turned me on to her, Nancy. I want to keep finding stuff to. Uh, and there's more, more, more out there uh, from her to listen to. And I want to do that. You got me going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> well, it's always amazing how we're led to the information we need at the next level. I've yeah. found that over the years, definitely. Well, Mona took Nancy there, Nancy took me there, mm -hmm. and I hope, I pray that other people will get there through Nancy, Mona, and me. I, 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 really, it's stuff we need to know. And maybe some people aren't quite ready for it yet, but then again, as I said in my rant in the first half of the show, just bring it out. Yes. People and need to know. It's up to, it's their choice. Here we go into choices. It's their choice how much, how much more they want to learn, what the more of what they want to learn is, what the subjects are. Uh, it's their, it's our choices. I can, I can appreciate though how things need to be given out in a certain sequence because let's face it, I mean, We've been fed this information on a, you know, sequential basis, you know, look at that, absorb that, learn that. Here's the next piece. Here's the next piece. And we've got to a place where we can actually accept what we're seeing, knowing because of what we learned in the past that, yes, this is right. If we take people from the paradigm that they think they're in, which is this, you know, God's in charge, religion-wise, uh, governments, you know, supposed to be doing our bidding, ha, 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 to suddenly you're in a, a, um, 
a dominion controlled by satanic forces and the government is screwing you big time, it, it can be too big a leap for people in one go. And that's when they say, oh, this is just, this is crazy. I can't believe all this stuff. No, you know, get lost. So in a way, I can understand the strategy, just like you put children through kindergarten, through, you know, college. You don't throw them straight in at the college level with flipping, you know, um, quantum physics and deep philosophy they have to stair step through it um i think this is what's behind the strategy of stair stepping people through this disclosure because if you go too far over as an extreme from what they believe their you know their environment is to actually this is really what it's about it it's just too much for them. Opportunity keeps knocking. <laughs> People get opportunity over and over and over until they finally accept it. So if I miss something the first time, I know I'm going to get knocked on the head again. Hey, here I am again. You oh, yes. Take advantage. <laughs> You get a slap round the back of her head if you don't learn it, and you get yeah. a major lesson in the process. <laughs> let, let me make a prediction here, okay? <clears throat> I think that the American people will suddenly become aware of all of this when the gas prices reach $5 a gallon. Well, I hope so. Well, they are that price in California. I've seen people with screenshots of and it. And what are they doing? Everyone. They're getting rid of their governor. Yep. <laughs> A lot of people are coming forward, I've noticed, and taking people to court, taking people to task, the, the bad ones. The good ones are coming forward and taking the bad ones to task to court I, a lot of this is going on now which I am very pleased to see happening and I, I wanted to add she did talk about Trump and I appreciated that insight what did she say she said he is fighting for the children uh, you know how he started out fighting for the children well he's fighting for the children children uh, so he is still working for the good and I can't think how she said the other thing and I don't want to say the wrong thing about it Okay, it was good it's all good about Trump which made me uh, I'm sure it is and, um, Simon Parks uh, I was only a short way into the interview he did with Doug Billings on the right side yesterday. <clears throat> and he was um, saying that Trump was so determined to stop the child trafficking and everything. Um, you know, that that has been his his major focus. And and I think uh, hard as it is, but this opening of the borders 
is such a contrast to what Trump achieved that in itself can wake people up and say, hang on a minute. Why the hell are we opening these borders to people? And also particularly the number of children that are in these cages, holding camps, whatever you call it, you know. Mostly it's, teens. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's sad that you have to do it that way because yeah. as many people have said, you know, and, and with the vac- so-called vaccines, you know, it's like collateral damage it's like a war some people have to be you know be the ones that suffer the consequences but the ultimate end is for the good of all but then it's like you know if you look at it from a higher dimensional element perhaps people chose to come here to play that role to do that thing you know, because death isn't the end of anything. You know, we all know that. And it's a it's a good exit point from this flipping hard <laughs> learning she did, she did make mention that we came here for the people who are here now are here to fight the battle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So fight it by going outside and putting out your vibes to all the people that you they, you pass them in a car you you know cross their paths you know you don't have to say anything but you know in Jan's world you take off the mask and you smile at them in my world smile behind the mask whatever it takes to get through so that you're not antagonizing anybody putting out their vibes of that fear and all this just go through there and just blast them with your energies your energies love. that are based on love and compassion, and empathy, and the fact that we are all family, every one of us. That's another thing she stresses, is uh, sending out love, send out the love vibes. (laughs) And I thought, geez, I'm going down the right path with those love blankets, because that's basically what she was saying, send out the love stuff. Well, that's it. And what I mean about when I go into the grocery store, I'm not looking at people and condemning them for wearing masks. I'm smiling at them. If I was condemning them, I wouldn't be smiling at them. I'd be looking at them like, you stupid SOB. What the fuck are you wearing a mask for? <laughs> you know? No, I'm She's not doing that. I'm, no, I'm, not say- I'm not saying that. I'm <laughs> saying that people, the people out there have, have, have drank the Kool-Aid. They believe that because you don't have a mask on, you're about to kill them. But the point I'm saying is I'm not getting that reaction from people. I am not getting that reaction from people because the vibration I'm putting out there is a loving vibration. I'm not challenging them vibrationally. Do you see that? Because I hear about so many people that they get attacked, they get you know um you know people calling them all these names and they get challenged on it this is the point i'm making i do not get challenged because i'm not approaching it with the energy of challenging them as if they're doing something wrong i appreciate they have been deliberately brainwashed and i have compassion for that but that doesn't mean to say i can't put some influence out there with my energy my confidence 
a smile is is a loving gesture you know i don't go around frowning at all the people wearing masks as if to say you stupid idiot what the fuck are you sorry <laughs> i've done it again i use the f word a lot what the hell are you wearing a mask for i don't i don't go out with that i have a very gentle energy a very it's it's confident but it's not it's not judgmental i'm just saying look you know you here i am smile i'm doing my thing and and i get really lovely it's like the guy on the i did a self-checkout and the guy comes up because i'm buying some wine so i have to have the id check done you know i love wine and he comes up and he said oh i really love your your accent and i said oh thank you very much and i i have these encounters with people that are just really nice because i'm putting out this good loving energy and as i say each of us perhaps do it in a different way but also what occurred to me is it's very much like the theory of networking you know you're only was it six you know you meet with six people they meet with six people they meet with six people if you can have an influence on even a small number of people and that gets passed down their network and their network you can have a huge influence you don't have to go out to millions of places to influence you only have to influence one or two people and then those people influence their, the people in their network and so on so we don't have to do that much we just need to connect at the right level with a high vibration with a few people and they and it spreads it spreads like a flipping virus and there you have it <laughs> All right, I'm having a problem. <laughs> I'm having a problem with my mute button again. It, it keeps changing on me. I don't know what to say. Um, Dolly, what would you like to say? I I miss I miss seeing people's faces so much. I just it makes me sometimes like when we come home from Publix. I I see most people in Publix uh, wear masks except for maybe Russell, me, and one other person. I miss seeing their faces. I miss the smiling back and forth. I miss the banter that we used to always have. Now that people are hiding behind their masks, they don't, they don't have banter going back and forth. We don't have fun with each other. And... I miss it so much. So I will continue to go without my mask and I will continue to smile with people. And when they smile back, I'll say, even though I can't see your lips smiling, I can see your eyes smiling. Thank you. And most times they will pull their mask down and show me their smile. Yes, I see them smiling behind the mask. 
And people help me. You know, I had somebody at Christmas saying, oh, if you want a mimosa, go over there. There's a really nice bottle because I was getting things for the Christmas lunch. She had a mask on. I didn't. There was no animosity. She was actually helping me. I've had other people do that. And I think it's, it, it is acting like a muzzle, like people say. It's like it's completely... Um, pr- it's like stopping their self-expression. Well, listen, we're going to play the Army Field Band's Battle Hymn of the Republic. I promised her. <laughs> so we're going to um, essentially say to everybody, uh, have a good day. We appreciate the fact that you're here. And just say good night, kids. <laughs> the reason I want it played is because I think it helps to uplift us and give us give us pride so i hope you all enjoyed the conversation and i hope you all who are ready check out that jesse zibotter uh and until the next time we talk bye bye Thank you, everybody. We'll see. Oh, Jan, did you say goodnight? I'm sorry. No. No. Go no. ahead. Say goodnight. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> uh, say goodnight. And thank you for sharing that uh, about Jesse. And thank you for a great animated conversation. I love it. And take care, everyone. Lots of love. And see you next. Well, I won't be here at Say What next week, but hopefully see you on the, the Cosmic Creating Show next week. Be safe, everybody. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>